morning. Good to see you guys. We're starting off a new series today called It's About Time. And this week and the next two weeks, uh, we'll be talking about the things in our lives that we really need to give more time to. This week, we'll be talking a little bit about giving more time to our, our marriages, our relationships. And the next week, we'll be talking about giving more time or managing our time in our day-to-day lives. And then the following week, we'll be talking about how we manage our time with our Lord, uh, how we worship and the rhythm of our relationship with God. So I hope you'll join us each week. Uh, whether you're here or you're online, uh, please come and join us for this series. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think you'll really enjoy it. So let me start with a, a question as we begin today. Have you ever had anybody ask you this question kind of in a snarky way, say, you know, it's, it's about time, right? Have, have you ever had somebody do that? Kind of, kind of like this guy, he looks at you, you walk in there and you're like, this sort of thing. And, and so it's, it's maybe, maybe they're, they're implying that, you know, you've been slacking. You, you, you need to step it up. Um, they're implying that, that you, need, you, you, you're, you need to be more on top of your time and managing your time. And, uh, or maybe you show up and, and they're looking at their watch or you, you haven't shown up and, and they text you. And they text you. And they text you. You got a teenager that does that to you? They text you again and, hey, 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 and, and you, until they answer. And, and the, finally you show up and, and the answer or the look you get is, it's about time. Well, why is that? I believe it's because we all kind of feel this sort of thing about that time is a commodity that is not renewable. It's, it's a commodity that is a non-renewable resource. Now, we talk about renewable resources now all the time in, in the media. You hear about it, and it's things like uh, hydroelectricity, uh, solar, uh, wind. But, but energy resources that are not renewable are like the fossil fuels, you know, like oil and, and those kinds of things. And, and time is like that. When a minute goes by, it's gone forever. And, and I know it's kind of depressing <laughs> when, you, when you think about it that way. Um, and, and I guess that's why when you get a little older, like me, you're you know, in your 50s and life is moving on, and there's, there's more time before. There's more time in your past than there is going to be in your, in your future. Uh, and so it's, uh, and I know, you're like, thanks, thanks for that, Joe, thanks. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather not, not think about that. But, but we do, don't we? we? We think about it. And so let's begin to talk about how we invest our time, how we invest this non-renewable resource in things that really, that really matter. Let, let's talk about investing today, especially, let's talk about investing our time in our relationships, more specifically, those romantic relationships. You know, it's Valentine's Day, right? And, uh, you know, when we think of Valentine's Day, a lot of times we think of, we think of marriage, right? right? Uh, and, you know, there's, there's this great clip that, that kind of, it, it kind of highlights marriage. And, and you probably know it's from The Princess Bride. There's a little clip in there that where the, anyway, ch- check this clip out. It's, it's hilarious, really, really good. Here it comes, here it comes. Marriage. (laughs) Marriage is what brings us together today. 
marriage, that wicked arrangement, <laughs> that dream within a dream. That dream within a dream, right? Right, that's what marriage is all about. That dream within a dream, right? <laughs> it gets me every time I watch it. Now, now, now uh, I, for, for those of you who are in the room or online and, and you've already shut me out because, okay, the mar- this is about, you probably already clicked off, but click back on if you can, if you hear. This, this talk, while it, it, it's going to be, we're going to be talking about the marriage relationship. Uh, those of you who are not currently married, uh, you know, things in your life have happened, and or or you're too young. Look, I'll, if you're if you're widowed, I, I'm so sorry for your loss. I'm so sorry that you don't have that person with you now, and and I know it's very difficult to have that hole in in your life. No one will ever fill that hole. But the t- the things we're going to talk about today, uh, I believe they can help us in in other relationships as well. Uh, maybe uh, you uh, have gone through um, a divorce. I'm. I'm Truly, truly sorry for the damage uh, that divorce has done to your life and to the life of your family. But lean in. Lean in to, to what we're talking about today. Because again, I believe that the concepts we're talking about today not only help our marriages, but can help strengthen relationships and, and future relationships. Maybe you're a single adult or you're a teenager, all right? And, and you're not married yet. You haven't experienced that dream within a dream. Okay, also... Pay attention, because these things, I think, will help you later on as you come to that time when maybe God brings you into that relationship. Or I know there are others of you in the group that you are the confirmed bachelor, bachelorette. Uh, you know, you're, you don't see yourself getting married. You maybe are one of those folks that God has called to singleness, and what a high calling that is. Uh, but again, these concepts, these ideas... The things that we're going to pull from the scriptures today, I believe will help you in just your relationships in general. So lean in. When I'm talking about marriage relationships, just kind of go ahead and fill in the fact that, hey, this could be something that I could use in my relationships in general. So the, the bottom line that we're talking about today is it is about time that we invested in marriage. But, but we could also say it's about time that we invested in our relationships so but the thing is, is, you know, we see all around us, even though, even though we, we know that it's important to invest and strengthen and have healthy marriages, um, we're constantly bombarded uh, out here with, with messages and, and things that, that are weakening marriages, right? The first thing I see is, is the messages that we see out there uh, from the, the media and our culture that encourage to go outside of marriage for the things that are really only to be enjoyed within marriage, Things like uh, having children, uh, sexuality, and cohabitation. Those things, those messages are coming at us. And so as a result, many people, and this is the second thing, p- many people are just opting out. You know, I can just do these things outside of marriage. I don't have to be married to experience. And so our, the, this idea of marriage is being weakened. There's some hacking going on at the roots. And then the, the third thing that I see, and there's probably many others, the third thing that I see going on that's really weakening our marriages is we see the divorce rate at a very high level. It's like up to 40 to 50% from some of the, the, the research I did uh, this week. Uh, they, they all end, uh, many of them end in divorce for various reasons. Infidelity, arguing too much, loss of interest, falling out of love. And so that tension is there that, that marriage is being threatened by so many sources. Marriage is being devalued. 
Relationships are being devalued. Marriage is being damaged. So what do we do? How do we protect and encourage and strengthen what we know to be one of God's greatest blessings to mankind? The gift of marriage. How do we do that? Well, um, I'm going to share with you some things that, um, that I, I think will help us. And uh, let, let's start by going back. Let's go, go back to Genesis. Okay, and so... Um, I'm not talking about the, uh, the British rock band uh, featuring Phil Collins as the lead singer who had some hits in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Sorry, that's not who we're going back to today. But uh, we're, talking about, we're talking about the book of Genesis. We're talking about uh, the beginning of the, uh, the Bible, the, uh, the Jewish and Christian scriptures, the Old Testament. So that's where we're going to be uh, today. And so if you want to turn in your... Uh, your version of the scriptures, and, and let me just let me just say we're we're equal opportunity scripture readers here today. So some of you guys, you've got that Bible, right? You've got that Bible that maybe you were given as a teenager. Some, one of your mentors gave it to you. Your parents gave it to you. And when you open it, you can just smell the pages, like feeling the, the pages as you turn them. Awesome, great, love that. I've got one of those Bibles too that I love to read. I, I, Natalie gave it to me way way back, and I read it and I memorize scripture from it. I love it. It's an NIV Study Bible. Uh, and, and man, good on you if you've got a scripture uh, that, that you love to read. There's, there's another thing, though, that you can get a hold of that I think is really, really cool, and I've loved it as I've gotten into it over the last few years, and that is the Version Bible app. Any Version Bible app users here? Raise your hand. Very good. Excellent, excellent. I see all of you around. So, and if you don't have the Version Bible app, let me encourage you to try it out. Uh, one of the things I really love about it is I can, I can get uh, all of these versions like right at my fingertips, okay? And then sometimes if I'm doing my devotional time, what I can do is I can press play and the guy will actually read the scriptures to me and I can read it and have it, have it uh, coming in my ears as well as I'm going through my devotion. So I'm not only getting it through my eyeballs, I'm getting it through my ears, and so it, it gets in me a little bit more. And, and so that's one thing I really enjoy about the, the version Bible app, being able to read it in so many different versions. The, the best version is, is the version you're actually going to read. So, so, so get in the scriptures, whether it's a paper version or it's a, a version app, and, and read it, because we believe that the Bible has a lot to offer. And so what we do is we go back to Genesis, right? We're, we're going back there, and we're, we're seeing that in the first chapter of Genesis, God makes it all, right? This spiritual being, he is um, speaking everything into existence. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? And then after that, he creates the sun and the moon and the stars and the land and the sea, the vegetation, the fish, all the animals of the fields and forest. This powerful being speaks with his word everything into existence, right? That's, that's what I read when I read the, that first chapter of Genesis. And then he comes to Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. Let me just pause right here for just a second. All right, let me pause right here for just a second. Because we believe, we believe that God's word is transformational. We believe that God's word can change us. We believe that God revealed himself through his word, through the Old Testament, all the way through the prophets, 
and then ultimately revealed himself perfectly in Jesus Christ. And Jesus is even described as the Word made flesh. So God's Word coming to life in our world for us, perfectly revealing the Father. So that's what we understand the Scriptures to be. And so when we get to a thing like Genesis 1.27, I believe this is a Scripture particularly that we need to camp on for a little while. And, and, and let me tell you why. There's actually some place in the Scripture that, that actually tells us why we should do that. All right? I'm going to give this to you. Okay? This is free. All right? In Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And you probably know this. Some of, some of these, these Scriptures right here are your, your life verse, right? Romans chapter 12, 1, 1 and 2. Ooh, yeah, I'm there. Okay? So what you've got here is you've got um, a Scripture that tells us about why one of the reasons why we really need to hang on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, right? Okay, so, so it says there, it says there, I urge you, brothers, I, you, come on, I encourage you, that, that you should offer yourselves, offer your bodies, in view of all of God's great gifts and mercies, that he, offer your bodies as a live, living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. And this is, your, this is your reasonable act of worship. This is your reasonable service. This just makes sense because of all God has done for you, this is what you should do for him. You should give your life completely and totally to him, right? The second verse is where really helps us pull out why we need to be in God's word. It says here, do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world, but... And here's where it comes. Here's where the, the water hits the wheel. The rubber hits the road, right? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let's say that again. Be changed, transformed by the renewing of your mind, the way you think, the way you see things, the way you filter things, so that you can... Prove what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So, so don't be pressed into the mold of the world around you, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and then you'll be able to be able to tell what God's will is for your life. I, I, think, I think we all want that. God's will, is, we believe, is a good thing. But the, the key point is here is, is the renewing of our, of our minds that I think we need to focus on for today and why we really need to look at Genesis 1.27 as a way to help us really put some time into our relationships. Let me back up. When you put God's word in your brain, it changes the way you think. When you focus on God's word, when you memorize, when you meditate, when you chew on it, it begins to change the way you think, the way you see other people, the way you see this world, the way you see God, and how you interact with this world around you, how you respond to things. When God's word is in your mind, you are changed. You are transformed. God begins to do a work in you through his word in you. All right? So, why, why is that important? Why do we need to know that? Because in Genesis 1.27, it gives us the crux of what I'm preaching on today. So what I would encourage you as part of your homework, is you take Gen- Genesis 1.27 and you chew on it a little bit this week. No, a lot. Chew on it a lot. And let me tell you why. Here's what it says. It says that God created man in his image. 
In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So the crowning point of all creation, the crowning point of all creation is mankind. You and me. All of us. He created us to bear his image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them, right? And so, it's significant to note that no other creature bears the image of God. By contrast, we are the only ones who bear the image of God. The sun doesn't, the moon doesn't bear his image, the trees don't bear God's image. That, that, that's not a thing here. Now, the Bible does say that the, the creation reflects God's glory. It says, it says, I think in the Psalms, it says, the heavens declare the glory of God, but they don't bear his image. That is a specific, significant designation for us. We bear the image of God. And so, because we bear the image of God, and we are the only images of God, we have to recognize that we have that in us, regardless of whether we're male or female, rich or poor, young or old, no matter where we come from, we have what's called intrinsic value. Intrinsic value, not extrinsic, not put on you from the outside or something that you have on the outside. It's, it's kind of like this. I thought of this, I was thinking about this as I was thinking about the sermon this morning, popped into my head. Um, a piece of money, right? like a, a bill of money, is, is not intrinsically valuable. It's extrinsically valuable because of the value we place on it in our society. If I have a $100 bill, I can go out and, and purchase $100 worth of services or goods, right? But in and of itself, that money, that, that piece of paper has n- really no value. It's just pulp that's been squished into a piece of paper and then ink slapped on it. And then our government recognizes it, and everybody else recognizes it, so it has extrinsic value. We have intrinsic value. It is not value placed on us by something on the outside, like that we do, or we say, or, or what we wear, or how rich we are. None of that. It is something that God has built into our, ourselves, our DNA. We are intrinsically valuable to God. And so, why does that make a difference when it comes to investing time in my, my spouse? Well, well, stay with me, stick with me, and, or any other relationship. Stick with me because I think you'll, you'll see it. Okay? I am to love my spouse and others for that, for, that, um, for that matter because she is an image bearer of God. She bears the image of God. Not because of what she does for me or how I feel. It does not change with the circumstances because the the value she has is not based on what I observe or what I think. The value she has is based on who God has made her to be. She has value in and of herself, not due to anything else. Who God made her to be. It's deeper than the outward appearance. It's deeper than her personality. It's about who God made her to be. And maybe you're sitting there listening to me talk And you're saying, okay, people have intrinsic value. We agree. Right, that's good. Okay, so if my spouse or if the person, if you're not married, some other people, if in general have intrinsic value, how does that affect 
the time I spend encouraging, protecting, and strengthening marriage and marriage relations. Well, let's think about this. Let's think about the things that we actually do value. We say that people have intrinsic and infinite value based on the image of God that God, that God has placed in us. Let's talk about and think about and be honest about how we really act towards the things we really value in this life and as we go throughout our day, okay? So I want you to get, get tracking with me a little bit. Honestly ask yourself, what do I value? What are the things I put my time into? What are the things that really matter to me? Well, when I think about how I spend my time, there's a lot of things that pop up that are not like my wife or other people. It's like rest. I like to sleep. You know, I get at the end of the day, I'm, whew, I'm tired, man. Let me spend six, seven hours sleeping each day. So I value that because I put time into it. And, and studies show that if you, if you say, oh, I'm not going to sleep, I don't value that. You're like, eventually your body's going to say, you're sleeping. You know, you're going to fall asleep, sit down, and you're, you're gone. I value food. I give time to working, making money, so I can buy food and feed me, feed my family, right? I, I, I value my home. I, I value having a roof over my head and electricity and, and water and all that. I value those things. Those are important. So I give time to working to make money in order to provide those things in my life. Sports. Many of us value sports. We go to sports. We watch sports. We have our kids in sports, you know, and we value that, so we give time to it. Hobbies. We play golf. Well, that's a sport, I guess. It's a sport, yes. Okay, okay, okay. Those of you who are golfers, you're like, yes, it is. Okay, so uh, we, we play sports. We do hobbies. Knitting. Hobbies. Come on, help me out. Um, coin collecting. Yes, there you go. Um, it just popped in my head. So, um, but, but we spend time with those things because they're important to us. We value them. We value them. So, but our spouses, a lot of times, those who are important we say have intrinsic value, a lot of times they land on the back burner. In, in reference to our time that we spend with them, they land on the back burner. We don't see them necessarily as have real, having real value because we don't give our time. It's our behavior that gives us, that betrays us. It's our behavior that betrays us. It's, it's, we act as if they don't deserve our attention. Our relationship doesn't, doesn't need my protection and encouragement. We just kind of let it kind of lie fallow. So the relationship suffers. And, and I, I take them for granted. I, I neglect them. I treat them as if they're less valued than, than these other things that I put my time into. When in fact, those people have incredible value. And that's all, all and good. And, and I think that I'm beginning to think differently about my spells and my relationships, you might say. But, but how, do I, how do I get there? How, how do I actually get there to the point of actually showing in my life that I value my spouse, that I value these relationships? How do I show that? I'm glad you asked. Okay. So maybe you've been focusing on the externals. Maybe you've been focusing on just what, they, what they've done for you lately, how you feel about them, whether or not they're annoying, conflicts, you know. That's the things you're focusing on. You're not focusing on the internal, intrinsic value that they have. And and you might say, man, I'm having a hard time getting past all that. Because that's what I see and that's what I feel. Okay. Here's here's what I I think we have to do in order to get past that. And, And it's a deeply spiritual thing. It's a deeply spiritual thing when we learn to truly value the image of God in each other. 
we begin to appreciate and see that they begin to, these good qualities begin to rise to the top when we truly value them as an, a, an image, of, a image bearer. When we truly see them, those good values begin to rise to the top. And the things that aren't so attractive, I believe they begin to, we begin to treat them with more patience. We begin to treat them with more uh, grace. And uh, we begin to see them as the precious person that they are. So let me, give you, let me outline some, a few steps that I think might help us, not only in our marriage relationships, but also in other relationships, to help us get to that point where we more consistently see people and appreciate them and love them as image bearers, as those who bear the image of God. All right? So first, I believe that not seeing people as image bearers is sinful. We need to confess to God that we've been overlooking that in the lives of other people. Okay? We've been overlooking that in our spouses and other significance. We see them as less. We've neglected to honor God's image in them. Because of that, we've neglected them, devalued them, taken them for granted, and not seen them as the precious person they are. Confession. It's part of our spiritual disciplines, what we're supposed to do as Christian people. We are to come to God and confess the things that we've done wrong. Come to God and confess, God, I I haven't valued my spouse or I haven't valued this relationship as much as I should. I've devalued them. I've taken them for granted. They've been on the back burner. It's time to come clean and be honest. Lord, I am so sorry that you, God, you put your image on my spouse. You, you, she has intrinsic value. I'm so sorry that I've taken her for granted. So there's a point of coming clean with God. Then, once we've confessed, then we ask for help and the strength to do better. Maybe it's asking God through prayer to help you see that image in that other person. God, help me to see it. Help me to see your image in them. Because I'm having a hard time, God. I'm frail. I'm weak. I can't see. I need to see with your eyes. I need to filter all this other stuff out and be able to see who them for who they really are because I'm not, I'm not seeing it and I need you to get me there. So you're confessing, God, I'm, I'm falling short. God, I need you to get me there. I need your strength. I need you to, to help me not see them for what, who I've made them out to be and not see them for who the world has made them out to be because we do that a lot. Man, we see other people just because the world has pressed them into a mold, has said they're this. We, we see, okay, well, all women are like this, or all men are like this, or all ethnicities are like this, and all people are like us, all Democrats, all Republicans, they're all like this. And so I'm not seeing the image of God. God, you've got to get me there because I'm not there. You've got to help me take those steps. Change my heart. Change the way I view this world. Help me to see the image of God in these people. So once we've confessed and asked for the strength to, to do better, then, hey, here's some of, some of the things I think that are a little bit easier because they're not necessarily as, as kind of fuzzy and spiritual as, as some of these other ones, the confession and asking. This is taking some steps, doing some things, all right? So looking for ways to practically show that you value your spouse or the relationship. Now, for those of you who are married, those of you who are married, okay, we've got a free gift for you. Right? 
It's a, it's a free resource. It's on our website. It's at fcbc.life forward slash date night. Ha ha. So it is Valentine's Day. So I'm, I'm hoping that uh, you spouses and those who are romantically involved, you, you've actually planned out some, some time to be together today. Uh, I know Sundays can be very busy with lots of different things, but hopefully you've, you've planned some time to be together today. And on this resource, if you go on there, there's a JPEG or there's a, um, a PDF that you can download, and it gives a whole bunch of ideas about how you can spend some time just enjoying being with that person. Um, ideas for conversation, things to talk about, activities to do. So it's, it's got some really cool cool ideas to, to, to look at uh, and to show your that you value your spouse. It'll be a step towards giving time and attention your relationship needs, what it needs to be protected, encouraged, and strengthened. So, so what I want us, want us to imagine this morning, what I also want us to think about is, is dream about what, what would it be like as, as we come to the end of our talk, what would it be like? Think about that. What would it be like if we really valued our spouses like they deserved? You're recognizing the image of God in them and valuing them for who they are. If we really saw them as image bearers. And I imagine that, that marriage relationships and relationships in general would be changed. We, we would begin to appreciate the preciousness of them. We, we, we take them for granted less often. We'd make, we'd make more time for them. We'd make more time. To, and imagine what would this look like if this spilled over into other relationships. What if we saw each person as bearing the image of God and treated them as such? Not just a face in the crowd. Not just a means to an end or an annoyance. If, if we saw beyond, beyond what they seem to be and what this world has made them out to be. We might be more intentional about kindness, courtesy, gentleness, and patience. Man, what a difference that would make. Let me pray with you before we finish up today. Lord God, I'm so thankful for this sermon series that we're jumping into about what we value and, and, and thinking about making time for the things that are important because so often we neglect them. And especially there are times when we, we neglect those important relationships. We, we neglect our relationship with our spouses. We ne- neglect our relationship with others that are very important in our lives. And Lord, you've, you've taught us today uh, through your word that, God, every person bears your image. You made them in your image. And, God, we don't come near enough to appreciating that in them. So, Lord, open our eyes. Help us to perceive other people as people of worth, d- deserving, needing our love, our appreciation, our kindness, our courtesy. Help us to not see them as who we've just made them out to be or who the world has made them out to be, but help, them to, help us to see them through your eyes as an image bearer. So thank you, Lord, for this time that we can, we can hear, we can confess, we can ask for help, and we can, we can find some specific things that we can do to actually make a change this week in those relationships. We love you, Lord. We thank you for the love you've poured out on us, especially the love that you've shown us in sending your son Jesus to die for us on the cross so we can have life with you forever, a new life. Help us to have that new life, not only in ourselves, but in our relationships with others. We pray all of this in Jesus' name, amen.